0: Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, and the Gurkha Cigar Studio in beautiful British Columbia, welcome to the Smoking Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Mitchell Santaga.
1: And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smoking Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from smokingtobacco.com and, and I am once again broadcasting live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios in Boston, Massachusetts, and north of the border in beautiful British Columbia. It's also of SmokingTobacco.com, Mr. Mitchell Santaga. Uh, Mitchell, how are you?
0: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
1: Oh, fantastic, fantastic! It's been a it's been a good week, you know. Um, some warm weather rushing back into the city of Boston, so it's still feeling like summer right now, which is nice. Uh, we'll take it, you know, here in October. Um, what about up there in Canada? How's the uh, how's the weather up how's, how's, how's the weather up there, eh?
0: So, in a lot of places, it's starting to cool down, but here it kind of like levels out. But it rains a lot. Like, it rains, like when people say, like, oh, the UK, it rains a lot. Like, yeah, it rains at that level. It's uh, We technically actually live in a rainforest, which people forget about, which hmm. is on fire every summer, ironically. But, um, yeah, it rains like crazy in October. So, yeah, it's pretty much been my forecast is it probably rains for about four or five days straight. And then maybe there's sunshine or no rain for one day. But uh, at least it's not super cold. Mm. but uh yeah i went to i actually we went to a pumpkin patch over the weekend that was really fun
1: oh we did as well although the pumpkins were pretty picked through so
0: oh really already picked through yeah already gone man we had kind of depressing yeah ours was our pumpkin patch is huge and we have probably about five or six maybe maybe four accessible ones so it doesn't get picked through until about mid-october which is great and uh, they grow sunflowers as well, and corn. So you get fresh corn on the cob, you get to pick some sunflowers, and you we got a couple of nice pumpkins. And uh, yeah, it's also a petting farm. So oh. we get to pet tons of animals, goats, cat, like kittens, bunnies. Yeah, it's, it's a good time. My daughter loves it, so I'll I, I enjoy it too.
1: Yeah, it was our first time taking Anastasia to a farm. Um, you know, we were really excited to get into the fall spirit and uh i wore my flannel you know we got her all loaded up we get to the farm it's like fucking almost 80 degrees take take my flannel shirt off Oh, and then um we get down to the pumpkin patch after like like i had the stroller and there's like this steep hill down (laughs) and i get all the way to the bottom and then we're just like that pumpkin patch is like bare there's like nothing there (laughs) we're like what a waste of time <laughs> we like went back up <laughs> it was kind of sad but it was still cool we got to you know we got to um Did you guys get to
0: like ride a tractor at all
1: no we didn't do that we mostly uh. ate and drank and uh <laughs> my uh my sister and her fiance had a uh, little bit of auntie time auntie mm. and uncle time so that was nice um but are yeah
0: you pro or con pumpkin spice things
1: you know, there was a time when I really liked it, and now I don't mind it. Like, there's certain things. I'm like, these are good. But I'm not, like, one of those people that's, like, it's September 1st. It's pumpkin time. Um, yeah. I enjoy it. Like, a good pumpkin muffin, pumpkin donuts. Like, I always find them to be really good because I think those flavors go well with those kinds of things. The pumpkin coffees are, are not bad. Nicole, um, as you know, is a big Nespresso person, so she gets the, the limited edition pumpkin pods every year because um, mm. she's a little bit more into pumpkin um, yeah. than I am. Uh, which we've also found pairs really well with the Buffalo Trace bourbon cream. Um, if you've ever seen that before and you've been like, oh, I don't really need that, I just want Buffalo Trace bourbon. No, 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 no. Get that bourbon cream from Buffalo Trace. It is amazing. If you thought Bailey's was good, this will make Bailey's taste like trash. Um, it is delicious. Very delicious. Um, I don't think we up here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really good. It's really, really good. I mean, I-
0: Go ahead. My Go ahead. my favorite uh, my favorite pie is actually of season. It is pumpkin pie. I love a warm pumpkin pie with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. One of my favorite desserts. It's uh, it's yeah. It's my favorite. It's my favorite pie. And hot take, I actually my least favorite pie is apple pie.
1: What a joke! Are you serious? I know.
0: Yeah, yeah. My least. I pretty much take almost what every a other loser. pie
1: apple pie you
0: know, lemon meringue mixed berries chocolate pecan pumpkin you know the list cherry goes pie on. Cherry, cherry pie, is pie. Where yeah our cherry pie oh man you know Woo! the list goes on about you know pies that i'll take over pumpkin any day so you know i'm not saying i'll i'll give up a pumpkin pie but there's you know it's again hot take it's my least favorite pie
1: nicole uh nicole's here and she says i'm on the hunt to find the perfect cigar pairing for pumpkin spice coffee and uh mm. so far she's got a good one the um the intemperance um the volstead that just came out that she had the pre-release um yep. that she smoked the other day with some pumpkin spice coffee and uh that one was. Uh, I think that one was a, was a good one for her. I think so far that's the one to beat, and I think maybe Skip, she Skip try, Martin. Uh, Skip Martin was pretty happy about that. I saw he chimed
0: in on that post. <laughs> maybe she should try an H ninety nine. I feel like the H ninety nine might go well with that.
1: She did say. She did say, and I'm not trying to blow through these comments here, but she just commented at the bottom here. Uh, it was the League maybe. of Ten oh. before that. So before that, it was the League Ooh. of Ten. So. There's also a Liga on that list. So, and speaking of Liga, we have a guest with us tonight who who can talk to us about Liga until he's blue in the face. Because that's right, it's our man On from Drew Estate. Let's bring him in here. I don't want him to wait any longer. Here he is, On. Welcome to the Smoke and Tobacco Show. Hey, man, what's going on? Hey, you know. It's uh, it's good. No, we're excited to have you. It's it's you know, it's Wednesday night. You know, it's show night. It's just what we live for. So, we're here, and we're glad that you can be here with us for once. It's uh, it's always great to see our friends from Drew Estate, but to, to have you on, I think this is your first time, and uh, I always enjoy our conversation. So, I'm looking forward to this a lot.
2: Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I love telling and talking about what's going on at Drew Estate. There's always a billion things going on, and it's a beehive activity. So, yeah, glad to be here.
0: Um, now, have, are you are you pro or are you anti pumpkin spice? Is it you know, or are you just um, indifferent?
2: Yeah, you know what? I won't lie. I'll get some pumpkin spice creamer for for some coffee here and there. Um, I'm not gonna right. order a pumpkin spice
1: latte, but I'll put the- <laughs> <laughs> subtle, or at least won't admit it. You know, <laughs> all the basic girls just went. I don't like on anymore. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> they uh, they flip their Louis bags over there. The just like, how dare, dare like, he? I'm, I'm out of here. Huh. Oh,
1: that man doesn't have taste. It's like, okay. <laughs> Good luck with that theory. Um to he doesn't love Anyway, back to the topics at hand. Uh, we have a couple of segments that we're going to uh, to get to first, and then we're going to kind of dive deep into everything Drew Estate with on. First and foremost... Shout out to our friends at Two twoguyscigars.com. If you head over to the number two, guyscigars.com today, you'll find an amazing selection of cigars and cigar accessories from the industry. Hundreds and hundreds of names that you probably all know and love. And maybe some that you haven't and you should check them out. Uh, But you can find Drew Estates products there, including Undercrown, Liga, Pravada, Acid. uh, I believe Deadwood's there too. Um, I have to check. But all of those fun ones that you know and love, the number two guys cigars. On you are a guest tonight. What are you smoking with us? I am
2: smoking Liga Pravada H99 Phineas Gage. You know, uh, we made the cigar it, it, It's in the Lancero format and um, yeah, you can only get it at events. So right now if you go to a Drew Estate event and you can find them at drewestate.com slash events, um, that's where you can find this cigar. People are always like, where can I find this? Like you have to come to an event and we always love people come to our events because if you ever been to a Drew Estate event, it, you know it's going to be different than any other cigar event you go to. And that's just like the, the, the crowd we attract. It's a, the tribe that we're a part of. And, you know, people love being around us. And, and that's what we try to bring to the stores and, and make shit exciting. You know, I mean, I think about I started in cigars maybe 10 years ago. Right. And my first Drew Estate event, you know what they had? It was when they launched Herrera Esteli. So Willie Herrera is there with a rolling table and rolling cigars. <laughs> and I just started smoking cigars. And and now I work with him, you know, every day, you know, texting him about this tobacco and, and blends. And, yeah, it's been a crazy ride, man, a, an amazing ride.
1: I can only imagine. I mean, it's true Estate. I, I I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And the events in stores, uh, your standalone events that you guys hold, you know, from your barn smokers to your, your Savage Feast event that you guys did last year. Uh, to even your presence at the trade shows. You're kind of Drew Estate is kind of like the burning man of the cigar industry. I mean, it is a wild time whenever you get together with them. There's plenty of goodies to be found. There's no shortage of entertainment. And I don't think I know anyone who's been to a Drew Estate event of any of the above and was like, hmm, that was all right. Like, usually when I hear someone come back from a Drew Estate event, regardless of what kind of event it is, it's like, dude... That was good. I want to go to the. I want to go to the next one. Epic.
2: Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like, I found out about Drew State Event by you know, I used, I, I just started smoking cigars and like we have an event. I'm like, what, what is an event? I don't know what an event is. So I went, and yeah, I met dudes there, and and you know, our, our sales guy Ben, he's still there, you know, and just learning about tobacco. You know, people like, I saw a guy with like a chain kind of like this, right? One of these like you know brand chains that we have. And I was like, where did you get that? And he was like, well, there's only one guy that makes it. And now i go to event and i have like six or seven of them they're like where do you get that i'm like there's only one guy that used to make them and now he makes watches but you know that's just part of like the the, you know (laughs) our events and how that all unfolds but you know going to event it's what changed my mind about cigars i was like this is like cool just to be around people that love tobacco or want to tell stories about the factory you remember one guy he would be like do you know there's blind people that work at drew estate and i'm like what do you mean there's blind people they're the ones that sort the tobacco and, you know, when I go to the factory now, I see those blind people. They do actually store our tobacco because, like, that's just what we have there. It's just amazing, you know.
1: Yeah, that is cool. I mean, you know, you guys have really built out um, quite, the, uh, quite the, the company and the reputation. And uh, I, I think you guys probably are the number one that has the most fun in the business, I have to say. Um, you know, and anyone who's been to a trade show you know the music, that's all I'm going to say. If you've been to a trade show where Drew Estate's there, you already know what I'm talking about. That's all I'm going to say. It's the talk of the town every show. It's, oh, the music from Drew Estate? I mean, it is a full-on party over there the whole time. Um, And if you don't go to that booth and say hello to Ann and Willie and Pedro and everyone else and enjoy the essence of their entertainment, you did not have a good trade show. That's all I'm going to say um <laughs> but we'll
2: I mean, dive you we'll... Your, your, your first trade show like i remember my first trade show right i snuck in and i, I walk <laughs> into the store, and the first thing i see is the Drew's tape booth I, I was like shooting video for you know doing blogging stuff but you know the, the thing you see is this giant bridge right and it's yeah. like the biggest booth it's the loudest booth and i'm like what is this and I remember I snuck up on top of that bridge just because of, I, I got to just get up there. And I snuck up there when nobody was standing at the, at the stairwell. And now I work at the company, so I can just go up there whenever I want. But it's like, yeah, we're coming back to PCA. It's going to be super exciting. And it's like, the band is back together again, man. And I'm just like, this is going to be like the greatest time ever. And, and of course, you know, we're going to come there and make a bunch of noise. That's what we do and, and have some excitement. You know, it's like, how do we do it? I don't know how. We're working on that plan, but it, it's 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 a little bit over six months out, you know, five six months out, and it's going to be a great time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, we're we're going to talk more about that in a second. Uh, I'm, I'm very sorry.
0: excited for that. I've been to two trade shows, and they've both been non-Drew Estate trade shows. So, oh, uh, so you haven't done a, you, you <laughs> haven't done a trade show
1: yet. <laughs> I'll, be,
0: I'll, be, uh, I'll be experiencing it next year. It'll be
1: official once you go to a Drew Estate trade show. Yeah, uh, but are you n- smoking that? Uh, I was gonna say you're not smoking, right? So no, no um, I'm.
0: I've got just uh, hanging out with me this beautiful M81 Toro. Mm-hmm. Just you know, being in the presence of it, I feel I feel better. So yeah, there um, you go. On my little. Look, oh, you
1: pulled in all the swag tonight too. This kid did his homework. You know? <laughs> Look at this. It's, it's, it's on its high. little pagoda. He's got the bag in the back.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's on its little pagoda. There you and, go. Resting peacefully looking at me.
1: Uh, I am smoking the Liga Pravada Anniversario, or also commonly called the Liga 10, uh, in the Robusto format. Um, One of my favorites. These are delicious. You can find these at the number2guyscigars.com. They're not always in stock, but you can sign up for alerts and put in your email, and they will let you know when they're back in stock, and then you can purchase them at that point um but you can go on there and check them out only at the number2cigars.com and with us tonight cutting and lighting and pretty much almost all of our accessories here on the show no one better than ST Dupont. We are joined with ST Dupont tonight for all of our cutting and lighting needs. Um I am using the Defi Extreme in the petrol blue color. This is brand new, a nice matte finish. That twin jet torch lighter with this amazing, this th- the size of that fuel window on the side is is impressive. I have to say. I mean, it's are those jets angled. They are. They do angle uh. slightly towards the middle, so they come to one point. Fantastic lighter. Fantastic lighter. Um, fires right up, nice and strong every time. Um, SD Dupont B exceptional. Uh, so let's get back to on. Now that we have done our first few segments of the show on. Uh, You've already kind of lightly touched on so many things, uh, and I'm so excited to kind of break them all down with you. But first, one of the big things I want to talk to you about is Drew Estate this year from the outside looking in, um, in and from the media perspective, you know, this has seemed to be the year of Liga Pravada. And I'm sure that that has been... There's been other years of Liga Pravada, but this seems like a substantial one. I mean, you guys have really gone in a lot on the H99. You've expanded it. You've introduced... I know you're smoking the Phineas Gage. You know, you've introduced more sizes to it, event exclusives with it. Um, there's... There, awesome. <laughs> there, there, there's been a lot going on there, so I guess we'll we'll start with H99, and we'll kind of drift off from there. But yeah, I mean, this... There was a time when H99, I mean, that was, like, more rare than Opus X. I mean, like, you couldn't you couldn't get one to save your life. And now there's, like, all these sizes, and uh, you even get it in the Papa's Frida size, which I have right here, which is awesome because it's a great blend, and I love this size. Um, but, yeah, man, just, just talk to us about it. I mean, what's going on with H99? I mean, this, this brand has blown up for you guys.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, let's rewind back five years ago. So five years ago, it was the 10th anniversary of Liga Pravada and we're all working on this project and we, we had a blend ready and, and it was a good blend, And, you know, we all smoked it, you know, a lot of people at the company and, you know, at the end of the day, we're like, we like this, but we don't love this. And I'm, and I, and I was like, I'm worried about like, you know, when you put out something, the, the, the here's the thing about cigars, the, the easiest sell is the first sell it's new, right? And, but if it's not good enough, guess what? No one will ever buy it again. They're not gonna buy a box of it. They're not gonna buy a Fiverr. They're just gonna forget about it. And it's not their cigar. And that's kind of how we felt. We're like, I think it's gonna be good, but but it's like, this is legal. You know, when you think about like great brands, uh, you know, one of my favorite brands is Mustang. Because here's the thing. Every Mustang is made by people that make Mustang, right? You know, the engineers, they all have Mustangs. They've had Mustangs in their family for generations. So they know what a mustang looks and feels like when you drive that car yep so when we're smoking that cigar we know what legal provider should look and feel like when you're smoking that cigar and it didn't re- like resonate with us and so we we went on a limb and we're like what else do we have you know and, and the factory they bring us this wrapper and and they bring it just in pure they rolled the cigar straight up from the wrapper and we're like all right let's try this shit out right and we lit it up and we're like ooh. And it was very clear. I was like, I don't care what you put under here, but this we can call Liga Pravada. And so, you know, we picked that route, and, and it was a, definitely a super hard route. And, and definitely, my boss JD was super upset about it because it was definitely a harder road. Because like when the tobacco forecast came out, the amount of tobacco that we had was just like a paltry amount. You know, it, it, you know, we had. If you recall, five years ago, what we did was we raffled it off every month. Yeah. You know, so the only way you could find it was like whoever won the raffle that month, you could go chase it down, and if you were lucky, you get a box. And most people are really smart with it. They're like, "Oh, I'll put it in a sampler pack, and I'll move a bunch of other core products." But, you know, so you fast forward now to t- today's, you know, present world, all of the tobacco forecasting and, and thinking about how big and, and how much we need, which is a lot. You know, finally, all that tobacco has come through. It's it's taken us years to ferment this tobacco. To get the supply that we need to to be able to have it consistently on the shelf, um, and finally come out with like new cigars with it in terms of new sizes. You know, you look at the Phineas Gauge. I mean, you put that wrapper on a small ring gauge. Um, you know, and that wrapper is a proprietary Corojo and T fifty two cross. You know, so it's a hybrid, and that's what the H and H ninety nine stands for. But there's nothing in the world that tastes like it, and there's a reason for it. It, it is the only type of leaf that exists of its kind and that was what makes it groundbreaking you know and i was
0: gonna say was it specifically designed and and hybridized for true estate
2: yeah you know we we were like hey what if we did this it was a conversation with our farmer and he's like yeah let me let me go work on that so you know you what happens is then you grow the tobacco in experimental you know like a a small crop and then you got to ferment the tobacco and then you figure out okay is this going to be something we can work with and you know we, we love this tobacco it's very. It was very clear from us from the get go that it's like a super thick wrapper with tons of flavor on it, and and so when you have the DNA of a T fifty two, which is already like an incredible you know cigar wrapper, then you add in corojo, you know Cuban C corojo, then it just gives it another different dimension. So a lot of people when they smoke the H ninety nine, they're like, well, it doesn't taste like a nine, but it's not supposed to. Its DNA is not nine. It's not broadleaf. You know, when people smoke Anniversary Star, they're like, yeah, that tastes like nine. Well, yeah, it has DNA of Connecticut broadleaf and then criollo. And so that's the difference between the two. And like I said, we spent five years working on this. And as you get byproduct material, smaller leaves of of the crop, um, trimmings from the crop, then that's what becomes papa frita. You know, so it was just like being able to plan out all this stuff ahead of time. And that's a lot of what my job is planning out what we need in the future, you know, cause we look at it and we're like every new cigar, that's a cigar we want to sell years after year after year. It's not about doing it once and, and making a nice limited edition. No, it's about getting cigars in people's hands where people go, this is my favorite cigar. And when I pick up a Phineas Gage, I think about all the, the hard work it took to make the cigar. And I'm like, it burns right. It tastes right. And I remember I'm like, this is the only cigar that i can never remember when i when it came in the office and we were like let's smoke this man i started yelling i started yelling going like we did it we did it we made a great cigar and i'm like anyone that smokes it and, and you know most people love this cigar and i'm like i'm glad that people share our opinion of what we think about the tobacco because we're like this is a, some of our most special tobacco that we've been working on for so many years i mean you think about 18 month fermentation time a year and a half is in fermentation most tobaccos are probably for either fermented about nine months. You know, that's the typical fermentation time in most factories. But with this material, because it's a lot thicker, we have to ferment it for a lot longer. And so, you know, hey, you grow a crop, you know, four years ago, it, you know, it takes a couple of years for it to get ready, where it, it burns right, it tastes right. And now, because we've planned so far ahead, and I've gone to the fields, you know, and I don't know if you guys have gone to our barn smoker, but when you go to the Connecticut River Valley onto that farm, I mean, it, it, it's hundreds of acres where you're just looking as far as the eye can see, and it's beautiful. This year was a challenging year. You know, um, it was a very wet year in terms of tobacco, so we'll see what we get out of it this year. But, you know, I, I always think about how much planning it takes to make a, a successful project happen and has sustainability in it, because that's the other thing going on right now in, in the tobacco world. Massive shortages of tobacco everywhere. The the, the labor crisis in Nicaragua recently has impacted tobacco availability. Think about it, farmers have to grow tobacco. If there's no people to work the fields, well, you're not just gonna grow a bunch of tobacco, you can't take it out of the field. Um, so it's caused a lot of, of stress across many companies of, of just like making your product consistent. Um, but you know, the labor situation in Nicaragua is improving, but definitely it's, it's a huge challenge for, for any company operating out of Nicaragua right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and we've seen We've seen and talked to some other manufacturers who who deal with those kinds of issues not only just in Nicaragua but you know there's been some like the Dominican you know from people we've talked to but yeah certainly um and those are definitely you know challenges that you know you have to address and you have to face And, and they're not easy too and um you know you guys just make it look so easy but um I know that it's it's a lot so I mean I can understand you know the excitement too like when you talk about you know when when the h99 really came together and you guys smoked it and you get excited and you're like oh shit like we got it and then you start to build on it and then you start to expand on it and then when you know you have the inventory like well what else can we do um and it's just amazing how it's kind of like a slow roll and then you get the momentum and then it just takes off and then it takes away from you and you know now i mean you know you guys are doing really well with that brand so um you know it's it's exciting to see it really is um you introduced the Lancero, the Phineas Gage, uh, which was that this year? Or was that like the end of last year? I can't remember.
2: When did we? It was like the end of last year. And then, you know, we, we this year we put out Super Ancho, which is a 6x60. Right. So going from, like, Lancero, which is, like, my favorite format of a cigar, you know, we came up with the 6x60, and I was like, it's it's missing something, man. I think we need to, like, do more with it, and, and, and it just needs to be more. This is Liga, So when it's Liga, we we really hold it to a really high standard. And and it's very rare that when Willie works on something, I'm like, hey, we need, we need to go back to the drawing board on this, and, and I think it's not like, missing like there's some flavor or, or something on it. And so now, you know, one of the things that I'm most proud of when I go out there and, and people are smoking that super ancho, they're like, yo, I don't smoke six by sixties, but holy holy cow, this is a really great cigar. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's by design, it, it's by intention. And and I'm like, listen, man, the cigars that you put out, any company it speaks to who you are. And I'm like, if we're putting out some of the best cigars that we can, then that's who we are. We're trying to do that every single day. And that comes from talking to Rubio, who's our head guy down in Nicaragua. And I remember my first conversation I ever had with him, I was like, thank you so much for making this cigar happen. And and it was when we released like Pappy Van Winkle. And he's like, you know, here's the thing, as long as we can be working on the best cigars in the world, then that's where I want to be. And I'm like, I always have that deep in my heart too, that like We want to put out great cigars and that that is our core business. You know, you can look at the Drew Estate Circus and all the great things that we have as part of our culture. But I'm like, at the end of the day, our core business is selling cigars. So if the core product that we sell is not good. I mean, we're always looking for that next level and and, and making it better and and improving status quo is not in our DNA. It's always like every day is like, well, how can we make it better? What can we change to make it like cooler or, or, or more exciting? You know, even when we put out cigars. You know, we we think about you know the number one criteria that we use when we're evaluating a product and, and new project concept is like, does anyone care? Because if the people in the room that are making the cigars don't care, then then like let's go on to the next thing that like we think we care about and that we're excited about. And guess what? If we're excited about it and genuinely we believe it's a great cigar, then all of our sales guys can go to and with uh, you know talking to their retailers and have an honest conversation like this is the next great cigar,
1: and we believe it, you know going to have that confidence behind your product and i got that
0: i got that. you got to know who who the cigar is going to speak to right like you said it's it's you know knowing the brand and knowing like you know you pick up a liga and you're like well is the liga smoker going to pick this up and go this is liga right they've got to instantly just say this is liga right and and uh yeah super important
2: that was a huge debate when we came out with anniversary on h99 you know so when willie came out with this like ecuador sumatra or no a sumatra rapper right and and, and you know we were like this is okay we don't love it and, and then willie the, his first question is like who is this cigar for and then we're like you know who it's for it's for the people that love liga and want that next level Liga. that's what we that's what it, this cigar is for and once that we told willie that it was so clear to him to what that blend needed to be. And that's what became H99 and anniversario And that, you know, getting that 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 perspective of like, and, and constantly, you know, we're always asking like, who is this cigar supposed to be? Who's supposed to smoke this cigar? Like it's constant, like, you know, my job, a big part of my job is all the new product development, right? So every new cigar that we're putting out, I'm like, who is this cigar for? Is it for people that don't currently smoke through estate and we want to attract new smokers? Is it for people that want to spend a little bit more money and go for elevated? Or is it something like factory smokes, which is like, this is a different class of cigar. But look, we're going to get in the $2 bundle game and we're going to try to make the best $2 cigar on the planet. And, you know, the the numbers bear it out on on how much factory smokes we produce, you know. And I'm like, you know, I remember talking to Willie about He's like, why are we making this cheap stuff? I was like, there's a person out there that that's all they can afford. But you know what? Let's make them the best cigar that they can get at the, this price range. And it's still true to form. And and I'm proud of that because I'm like, we delivered for those people that need that factory smokes and want to smoke 25 cigars a day. Or maybe they just want to chew on it. Because actually in the design of the cigar, we put extra tobacco in the head because we know people chew on cigars. Right. So it, a lot of thinking behind what we're trying to do every single day on like our, our products and, and and what people say and think about it. Because, you know, at the, and, and you know, it's funny if you go to any of the big catalog websites and look up factory smokes, there's a billion reviews. And it's it, it's the most astonishing thing because we're like, why are people talking about it? Sometimes it's because it, it just surprises them where they just feel something so much. And, and I'm like, that's what brand management is about. You know, your brand is what people say it is, how they feel when they think about it. And I'm like, look, if people say Drew Estate makes the best cigars, they have the best swag. You have the best events. They have the coolest people hanging out. Like that's the company I want to work for. And I'm like, I'm fortunate that I feel like, well, that to me is what the best cigar company is. And I feel like we have it and and it's something that we we take very seriously. I mean, think about when the pandemic came and barn smoker had to get canceled. Well, we're like, let's send out everybody the gear and let's refund them all their money and it's going to cost a lot of money. But guess what? We want to take care of our tribe of people that, that like buy into the belief in Drew estate. And if you believe in us, well, 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 hey, we want to have a relationship with our consumers and make sure that when they feel and think about Drew Estate, they're like, those are the only people that gave it, that care, you know, that that like, yeah, it costs a lot of money, but you know what? When 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 you do things right in business, there's an adage which is like, do the right things, and money will come, and people will believe in you, and that's what we try to do every single
1: day, you know, and
2: and I'm proud to work for a great company, you know.
1: Yeah, you guys really have done a great job with that and I remember that. I think did you guys call it the Goodwill Act or something yeah. like that? Um, I thought that was really clever and I liked that. But yeah, no, I mean you, you, it's true. I mean, you, I, I would say, you know, pre-pandemic the business was very and you've been around maybe a little longer than me so you could probably speak to this too, but I felt like the business was not as in touch, especially digitally or Um, you know, it, it was mostly a lot of brands focused on, you know, traveling around to shops and doing events and having customers come to the stores, um, which is fine. And that's, and people still do that. And those are successful, but I think because of the way the pandemic forced everyone to have to interact digitally, a lot of other brands slowly started to build on that and use that and they've stuck with it now since because they saw how well it worked But Drew Estate's one of those brands who's been kind of been doing that stuff the whole time, and if anything, just got even better at it in that process. Um, You know, mention the barn smokers, Um, you know your in-store events, some of the other things you guys do. Um, You're always very and online, social media, whatnot, stuff like that. You guys are very, very in touch with your customer base and your fan base. And I think one of the biggest things, which you've implemented even with H99 and some of the other products that we'll probably touch on um, from the last couple years was the Freestyle Live. I mean, that Freestyle Live thing that you guys do, I think has been such a hit and it's such a great way to get the consumer involved in what you're doing, announce a new product, get them excited about it, you tease it, they get to be kind of part of it they, they smoke the cigars, you know, unbanded and blind and everyone comes out. I remember when, you know, Joe and Jack were there and I, I used to talk to them a lot, you know, being, you know, in the marketing and the media side. And I remember every time one would come out, I'd smoke it and I would text them and be like, it's got to be this. And they're like, I can't tell you. And they'd all laugh and giggle. And then their freestyle would come out and they'd say, all right, it's this. And I'd be like, oh, damn, I didn't even see that coming. Or like I'd be like, ah oh, I knew it. It was it was along those lines. I was close. But uh, and I think that that's fun in itself. And I think that's a, a huge, a huge win for you guys, you know, really perfecting that Freestyle Live program.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, when you think about trying to let people just have a cigar without the bands, I mean, so many times, like, the band is what the brand is, right? But if you can just have people smoke something and you don't know what price point it comes in at, you don't know what the guts of it are, you just have to rely on your own experience right your own intuition your own knowledge your own palate it's very subjective and i feel like when people get this insider view of like hey this is going to be a new cigar and you don't get to know what the fuck it is right and and there's an excitement level to it where it's like what is it and getting people to talk about your brands in a positive way i mean look like like i said we're always working to make good cigars we're never going to put out a bad cigar and put it in freestyle live and and then people are like what is this is not good i mean we have Hell, we put Rustica into Freestyle Live. That's a $6 cigar. you know, and, and, and then we put Undercrown 10, which is like a $12 cigar. And it's just like yep. giving people the diversity of what we do every day because it's all these cigars are for different people. And we're like, look, if we can just add one more Drew Estate cigar to your rotation, then guess what? You are supporting the people of Nicaragua. And that's really what cigars come down to. It's like, look, everything that we smoke, it's made by Nicaraguans. And it's made by people with families. And it supports all those people. Every time I go to that factory floor, I see a thousand people bang out cigars and I'm like, I have to take it in for a little while. And I go like, yeah, I do my job. Everybody here has a job. And that to me is like my pride because I'm like, that's what gives me extra meaning when I go to work and gives me like a determination that like we're never gonna fail because we can't fail all those people at the factory that rely on us to, to make cigars exciting, you know? Cause that's, that's what it's about. It's not just about, you know, I go like, yeah, our core business is selling cigars but that's not worth selling. We're selling the whole kit and caboodle, the swag, the events, the experience, and, and the camaraderie. The number one reason anyone ever goes to barn smoker is meeting people. It's not about the cigars, or swag. it's meeting people. And it, it's crazy to think, but like, you know, cigars are a social activity. Look at us right now. We're smoking and we're talking and, and we're social. Um, there's a lot of people out there that don't have that. And I think a lot of people crave to be able to just sit and have the time to smoke cigars and enjoy good company because that's what the cigar, premium cigar industry is all about, man. I mean, if you're around cigars, you know, like you're, you're around great people that teach you such great values, give more than you take. That's the number one thing cigars has taught me. And I'm like, you know, the worst thing you could be in cigar industry is a taker and and everybody knows who that is. It's quick. And everyone knows it. And Like, that's the person that, that is not with our core values of give more than you take. You know, and, and, and the other thing is, don't be a dick, man. Like, nobody wants to sit around <laughs> like nasty people
1: or. It's true, but it's funny. Like
2: it is, right? <laughs> those are the things. It's like, don't be a dick to people and, and be generous with your, your cigars, right? And, and that's what the cigar community taught me when I got into it. That's what made me a cigar smoker. It was not the, the cigars itself, it was the people that, that surrounded it. And I'm like, this is why it's the best industry to ever work in. And I'm like, how can I ever have a bad day when I work with great people every day? I get to work with you guys. And I'm like, yeah, man, life's great, man. I mean, Drew Estate, I mean, things are going well here. And I'm like, it's another record-breaking year. We're always working to to increase our capacity. I mean, I sit there and I'm like, I just told the guys the other day, I was like, look, I can sit here and say, we will sell every cigar that we make next year. But it's not about that. It's about making the next generation of new cigar smokers that want to get in this lifestyle and be a part of our tribe. You know, and I think about that and I'm like, my journey started 10 years ago being like a guy watching these type of shows. Right. Right. And going like, what a cool world does the cigar is. Right. And now I'm on the show talking about what I do for a living. And I'm like, it only became because of people like you guys tell, letting us tell our stories about what we're about and letting people know like, Hey, we are so passionate about cigars. The entire marketing department is full of cigar geeks down to the last person. And I'm like, that's, that's something you don't get at every cigar company where it's like, oh, the brand manager came from Coca-Cola or this marketing person doesn't, know, doesn't smoke. It's like everybody in our company that works in marketing smokes, man. And, and it's great because we all know what cigars are about. We know what good cigars are. And, and, and we're like, if we're excited, we know our, our consumers are excited because we are the consumer.
1: Yeah, and I think that's, that says a lot too. And that really speaks volumes um, because you know you, you create this culture from within and then you attract it back. And, um, it, you know, Drew Est- I mean, and Drew Estate's, you know, one of many, you know, companies that has been successful and has such a hardcore following. But you guys do have that. And you're right. Not every brand has that. And not every brand has it from the outside and the inside. And I think that is what makes Drew Estate so successful and so popular um, is, is that mentality and the culture that you guys breed from within and, you know, bring out to the consumer and, and they, they sense that and they, and they, and they get excited about the products and they want to be part of the, the community. And and it's not just about the cigars, but it is the social aspect. And, um, you know, there's, there's Drew Estate groups, there's, there's events and there's there's so many different things for people just to get together, just to socialize. And the cigars are kind of secondary. Um, but at the same time, the cigars is what brought them there in the first place. So it's kind of this, this, I don't want to say balancing act, but it's, because it's really not, it, but it's 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 this it's this, this two way street, right? You know, you have the cigars, but at the same time, it's more than just the cigars. It's it's about the people, and uh, Jewish State's a great example of um, of that mantra that you know. Yeah, we, I mean, we've seen. Uh,
2: uh, yeah, I would definitely say a lot of that comes from our, my boss, right, J D. He's he's a guy that has spent, you know, he he's not a guy that came from a famous family or or had a famous name. He had to go build everything from scratch. And, you know, I, I remember the first year I worked with him, he's like, I have been on the rope 300 days a year for the last I don't know how many years. He, ha- You know, he has concierge key for American Airlines, which means like you, you're basically lifetime cut the line and you're the super priority because he's flown so much in his life. But here's the thing, even 27 years in the game or whatever the case is, he still shows up at the office 830 in the morning. He beats everybody to the office except our CEO. And the number one thing I would say when you, you start learning about Jonathan Drew and working with him is his, his unbreakable work ethic. I mean, this guy works. And I'm like, how are you still firing crazy long emails and texts on a Saturday or a Sunday night? You know, he's just on, constantly thinking about work and how we become a better cigar company all the time. And, and when you have that DNA ingrained in, in the head guy, guess what? That becomes the culture. I mean, we work hard but you know what we get to have a lot of fun while we do the hard work because we love the work it it doesn't feel like work you know i was looking at today i was like how the hell is it 330 because i was having a meeting about merchandising i was talking to a swag vendor i was talking to our creative director about new products and new packaging i had a swag meeting about um stuff i had a meeting about pack you know other packaging of, of different like you know box manufacturers i'm like man there's a lot going on but i'm like that's why i love my job it's like it's never a 9 to 5 same stuff every day it's like you know, next week, I think I'm going to Chicago. Then the week after that, I'm going to Kentucky. Then the week after that, I'm going to Nicaragua. Then I take some vacation in Mexico City, and I'm back in Nicaragua. And I'm like, yeah, it's not the same thing. It's, it's not, never a not dull minute. moment. <laughs> yeah, there's different things to work on all the time, and there, there, we always have an appetite to just have fun while we do our work. And that's what makes it rewarding, too. You know, it's like we have fun. We know it's for a good cause in terms of, like, supporting our family in Nicaragua. And, and we know, like, You know, when you hear the consumers talk about our cigars and and how much it means to them, you know, the the, the craziest thing I've seen is is when people come on hard times and start selling their swag, you know, and the swag is what gets them through the day. And I'm like, thank goodness we're making something that people care about where somebody else can pay their bills because of that. Um, You know, I've seen it more than once. You know, I'm like, it's amazing. The secondary market on the swag. I'm like, that's crazy. But like it is part of our culture, right? You can't buy any of our swag. That's for damn sure.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, well, unless it's second hand, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, yeah and it's crazy. <laughs> There's groups dedicated just to just to selling Drew Estate swag. It's nuts. <laughs> that was
2: my job for a short period of time and and you know, that's when I came up with like the League of Knife and League of Backpack and all this stuff. But yeah, it was a fun job, but I I have people doing that now and I'm like That's oh, okay, cool too. <laughs> yeah, so JD, one day he was like you have way more important things to do so you got to let this go and i was like why i'm doing great he's like you don't have the time for this stuff trust me and i had to let it go and i was like all right cool i do have other stuff to work on and that's improving our business and how fast we can come up with products and brands and making things work you know and i'm proud to say you know our 2024 lineup is ready to go we've already started putting a bunch of cigars in production and i'm like it, it's gonna be a hell of a year next year you know
1: uh, I'm already sensing a couple more freestyle lives for next year. So, no <laughs> yeah, um, we want some. We, uh, you know, one of the one of the things you, may, we, I wanted to ask you quickly. You know, in in terms of the Acid brand, you know, the Acid brand is is one of the strongest core legs of Drew Estate. I mean, that's arguably one of the most important brands in the Drew Estate umbrella. You know, it certainly goes back so far. Um, are you guys planning on continuing to expand on that, or? Do you feel that uh, it's more important to preserve the um, the strength that it already has, and just continuing to to um, just focus on that and make sure that it stays consistent and it continues to be the brand that millions of people know and love uh, today?
2: Yeah, let's talk about acid. You know, when you think of, when most people in, in cigars think think about acid, right? You know, uh, most people are turned off by the sweet tip and and, and the infusion and they're like, it's not a real cigar, But, but I'll tell you something. I remember before I joined cigars, I remember I talked to Pete Johnson and I was talking about acid or something. He's like, I would kill to have a brand like acid. And you know, when I joined the company, acid is the number one cigar in America. It's in the most amount of places, but the people that smoke acid are not like cigar geeks like us. Sometimes it is because a lot of people that smoke acid do smoke other traditional cigars. It's not just like the sweet tip guy only smokes sweet tip. There is a huge percentage of people that do. But think about it. Why is it at Publix grocery store? Well, guess what? People go and they grab their cigar and they go home and they smoke it. And they smoke it by themselves a lot of times. And you go to a lot of retailers, they're like, that's the brand that people go grab and leave. And so it's a different consumer that smokes acid. But, you know, the average cigar consumer in America only smokes one cigar a month. And when they smoke a cigar, typically it's going to be on the mild side. That's why Connecticut Shade is the number one wrapper in, in the United States and probably in the world. But Acid, you know, is, is a very mild cigar, very approachable. And for us, you know, any good company wants strong core brands. So when you think about Acid being the, our number one brand, our number one cigar, you know, Blondie and Kuba Kuba are usually our one and one A. And, you know, we want to fo- keep that focus on Acid, you know, the core brands that we have. So, yeah, I mean, you know, in the future, we might do some more limited editions with Acid. Um, you know, certainly for Acid 20th anniversary, we definitely made Acid 20. And that was a great you know, celebration of, of that brand because it, it really is a brand that shouldn't even exist. You know, like I said, most cigar smokers are like what? The, what is this cigar? This is not a cigar. But I'll tell you, you know, we just did an experiment the other day and we brought in Cuba Cubas with no sweet tip, no infusion. And we gave it to a bunch of our sales directors. Hey, what do you think about this cigar? They're like, holy cow. I would pay like $10 for this cigar because this is actually a really nice, mellow, approachable cigar for what it is. And I'm like, exactly. And that's, that, you know, it's not like we put like short filler in the cigar and just infuse it and then like, this is a premium cigar. No, it's a long filler made from good material that we, I mean, we, we sell so much acid that there is a paint color called acid blue. Wow. You know, so it, it, it's amazing what that, that brand does every single year and, and how many places that it lives. And, you know, I just went to a head shop the other day. My friend wanted cigarettes, and I was like, I wonder if they have – of course, you know, Blondie was right
1: there on the shelf. I'm like, yep, (laughs) we're doing our job. Nine times out of ten. You know, and again, like you kind of already touched on this, but, you know, most most cigar smokers are not like us. (laughs) You know, I'll run into people – and um, someone will say, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, Matt, like, he does cigar stuff or whatever. And, you know, oh, I like cigars. And it, what do you like? Nine times out of ten. Oh, I like those acids. I don't know the blue ones. Um, sometimes they know the name. Sometimes they don't. But they but it's always the Cuba Cuba or the Blondie. Mm-hmm. Those are probably, like, the two I, I get the most. And they always know what they are, whether they know the name or not. They know the cigar and it. It's it's always – and it's, and, you know, the casual cigar smoke. You mentioned, you know, some people, you know, they, or most people, they only smoke, like, what, once a month, maybe maybe a couple times. Um, you know, the people who are much more casual than we are. So they don't really know all the brands. They don't know all of the workings, but they know what they like. And it's always like, oh, yeah, I, I smoke the acids. Um, and you get that more than than I think people would even believe. And it's like, oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it's like no, – and I hear that, and I just go, yeah, no, no surprise. I mean – almost everybody i know who has at least dabbled in cigars smokes the acid and uh while you know for me personally i don't smoke a lot of infused cigars just because of well what we do we're always smoking so many different things i will admit there's there's times when i just i get that craving and you're just like you know i could really go for an acid today i don't know why it just kind of comes out of the blue and you're like you know what let me see if i have any and i'll go on the humidor and there's usually at least a couple kicking around i'm like hmm, nice and i'll grab one of those um <clears throat> even for me i mean the acid 20 the connecticut that you guys came out with i think that was, was that last year tpe i think we saw that for the first time yeah, in 2022 20, um phew. you know <clears throat> for what it is i mean you talk about the sweet tip and the you know it, it's not you know like other cigars i mean it is different you know um but for what it is i mean man that is a that's a pretty good cigar that that was like the acid for me that was like hmm, wow this is impressive um I, yeah i, I mean they call that my favorite acid
2: yeah <clears throat> i mean we, we now have another brand right and and it's a brand you know my friends work in cigar shops and they're like I can't, I can't tell you how many people come up to me and go like i don't know what this cigar was but there was like a girl with a skull on it or something like that and nine times yep. out of that, it's and that's another brand where yeah it, it has pipe tobacco in there mm-hmm. it has the sweet tip it's super approachable and that's become another one of our mega brands that's a runaway hit and if you talk to almost any retailer in america they were like where's my deadwood you know it, it's like we've, we're making more deadwood than we've ever made in the history of this company and we still can't not you know make enough and you know it's a good problem to have it just shows you the, like you know people respond to the branding they respond to the good tobacco in there and it's, it's somebody's go-to cigar. And actually, at the barn smoker, we're in the parking lot at 1 in the morning, smoking cigars, and a guy came up. He's like, wait a second. Are you guys Drew Estates? And we're like, yeah, we're Drew Estate. And he's like, no way. Drew Estate is my favorite cigar. And I'm like, "Wait, really? So he's like, let me run to my car. So he runs to his car, comes back with a little herfedor, you know, 10 count. Every cigar in there was Deadwood. And then oh. he's like, you know what? I have a tin, too. And he started passing around the tins. I'm like, and then he starts showing his humidor at home. 95% of the sticks in there were deadwood. The other 5% were tobacco special. And I'm like, this guy loves Drew's Day. I'm so glad we, we were able to find this random guy in a parking lot one in the morning where he finally met other people that smoke cigars. And he's like, this is awesome, man. And he just felt like he belonged. And I'm like, that's what we want with people. Like, we want to be able to hang out with people and be like, you belong with us, man. Like, we're, you're one of us, too.
1: Yeah, you know, and then... You- you know, you, you hear about, you know, not to kind of deaden the mood, <laughs> but it's like, you know, then you hear about, you know, the flavor bands that, you know, different states and even at the federal level that, you know, it, it's being talked about. And you, know, and you think about, you know, when you think about people like you guys, like Drew Estate, and you, you know, have such a huge part of your portfolio with products that, you know, would fit under that criteria. And imagining a world where, you know, cigars like that are illegal to have is mind-boggling. It, it really is. It, it's, it's crazy, like, to think that, you know, that would happen. And and this is why, you know, we also talk a lot about PCA and CRA and advocacy and, and stuff like that on the shows because we try to spread that message because, you know, I think that there's a lot of people out there who just – They hear it, but they don't really pay attention to it. They think, like, it's not really their problem or, you know, it won't happen or there's other people who will fight the fight. But no, I mean, everyone who smokes cigars should should know about it and and, and try to let their voice be heard in any way they can, because uh, it's true. It's true. I mean, they 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 want to come after, you know, all the cigars. And now they're starting to try to go after it piece by piece And, and the flavored cigars. Um, are front and center right now. That's, that's one of their, their biggest targets. And, you know, if you love acid or tobacco, especially all those other cigars, you know, you got to let your voice be heard. And you have to, you know, reach out to your local um, cigar adv- advocacy groups. Uh, talk to your local retailers. Um, get in touch with the PCA, Cigar Rights of America. Um, and, you know, find a way to help or, or, or sign the petitions that go out from time to time. Because uh, it is important. And, um, you know, people like Drew Estate who have done such a great job building a brand and making amazing cigars, you know, they face that. They face that. And uh, it's it's a scary thing to think about. But I bring it up because people need to be thinking about it so that they can help prevent it from happening.
2: Yeah, and, and a lot of it is a big educational effort with, you know, legislators, letting them understand these are premium cigars. We, we don't, you know, a lot of it comes from the vape world. And for vape, a long time, it was unregulated. There's also companies that were targeting, you know, uh, minors as smokers and, you know, no one at Drew State ever is like, we're always like young adult smokers. These are the only, you know, nobody's buying, like kids aren't buying a $10 cigar and trying to smoke premium cigars. That That's yeah. not what, you know, and the thing about the data, it, it's always confounding, right? Like what what is a premium cigar and acid is a premium cigar. Like I said, it uses long filler tobacco and it's made handmade. It's not, you know, and it, and it uses great tobacco. So for us, it's constantly trying to educate, you know, legislators on, hey, not only it also has a huge economic impact on retailers in America. You know, like I said, it's the number one brand in America. So when you want to impact that on an economic level, it's going to have huge impacts there. Also, it has huge impacts in third world countries and the labor that is required to go make all the acid in the world. Very true. So for us. You know, we spend a lot of time just educating legislators so that they understand, like, what what is this? And it's easy to just, if you don't understand it, you're like, oh, it's flavored. So it's got to be bad. It's got to be for kids. But, you know, a lot of it comes down to characterizing flavors. And so you can't say acid is any single flavor. If you gave acid to 100 different people, you probably get probably 50 to 100 different taste profiles of, what does this taste like? Well, it doesn't taste like cherry. It doesn't taste like watermelon, blueberry, or, or any of these things. So, again, you know, it's not like we're trying to make it appealing to, to minors. It's all about young adult consumers. And and that's always who should be smoking our cigars at the end of the day. And, and that is who is smoking our cigars at the end of the day.
0: You know, I always try to bring in the Canadian perspective here as well. And uh, I don't know if we've talked about this, but flavored tobacco is banned in Canada. But um, the acid is not. The acid um, got in it exemption and pretty much all like premium cigars that were infused or flavored actually got the exemption. So it was all cigarettes flavored banned fully in Canada, twenty ten. Um and then in twenty fifteen it was all tipped and non real tobacco leaf wrapped cigars were also flavored banned in Canada. So it it can happen, but to all the good thing for at least for drew estate was that um yeah acid was recognized at least i don't know if there was because i wasn't really too heavy into it back in 2010 but i don't know how but uh, obviously drew estate fought to get um some recognition at least in canada saying hey these are not you know these are not targeting kids these are not a cigarillo these are not just like something that people are just going out and buying these are premium cigars they don't have like you mentioned they don't have they're not watermelon flavored they're not cherry flavored it is you know an undefining characteristic flavor that has been infused in the cigar and um, obviously at the end of the day you know government overreach is constantly happening in in every country but uh, but you know already having at least your neighbors knowing that we've been able to to win a small battle by getting the exemption the exception on a lot of the premium flavored and or infused stuff is uh, is good, but it doesn't mean you should be, you know, counting your laurels. You know, everyone needs to step up and come to the plate here and really fight for, for their rights to enjoy these things for sure.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, it's about educating our legislators and just having conversations with them. You know, bandwidth for, for legislators is very small. And when you look at the premium cigar industry, it's a small industry at the end of the day. But yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, there's just been proposals for new taxes on premium cigars and and that could be crippling to, to this business. So certainly, you know, we'll we'll keep those conversations open. And that's something that we constantly try to engage with on many different fronts, whether it's on the municipal level or whether it's on the federal level, you know, that fight's gotta be fought all the time. And certainly acid is in the crosshairs and, and, you know, we want to educate people that, again, it's not, it's all about young adult consumers. It's not about, you know, minors, that, that's not what these cigars are for, and nor do we try to get, you know, young people, like, you know, minors to smoke cigars. That's just not what happens.
1: Very, very true. Um, yeah, it, it's it's something that, you know, again, we'll continue to talk about and, and try to educate in every way we can to uh, anyone who, who listens and, and tunes into our shows and our, our content on our website, um, you know. To continue pushing that message, but I wanted to touch on that because I think it's important, and I think you know having you know on Drew Estate here tonight, obviously is a is a great platform to uh, and a great guest to have that conversation with. So um, there's your there's your legislative talk for the evening. I'll make it I'll make it brief. Um, and we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna go to the news really quick, and then we'll circle back to you, um, guys. Our news is once again brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars, featuring the. Sorry, I was looking for the tab. Um, featuring the McAuliffe Black, rated ninety-one at Smoketobacco.com. McAuliffe Black, it is a blackout um, this week. So a couple of things have come up from Habanos, um, and I'm going to talk about one of them here. Um, but Habanos, for those who don't know, um, that is the uh, the Cuban state-run cigar manufacturing company that makes all of the Cuban cigars from Cohiba, Trinidad, Partagas, Romeo. All of those brands you may have heard before from Cuba—that's um, the—that's uh, the company. Um, but a what I think to some Cuban cigar smokers or cigar smokers who know a little bit about Cubans, a uh, somewhat of a kind of lesser-known brand in the Habanos profile, uh, portfolio, I should say, uh, the Vigueros. Uh, Habanos has introduced a new size of the Vigueros called the Centro Gordos during the 2023 Caribbean Habanos Days event in Wilmstead Curacao, Habanos SA, introduced a new size of the Vigueros line called the Vigueros Centro Gordos. In a memorable weekend full of activities, the third edition of the Caribbean Habanos Day took place and the Contiki Hotel. Um, they have introduced this size, which is a... Sorry, it is at the bottom here. It's a 54 uh, by 100 millimeter, uh, which I think translates to like oh, five. Four inches. Yeah, so... Um, New size there. The uh, vir- um, the Vigueros is a brand that Habano says pays homage to the tobacco farmers in Pinar del Rio. Uh, the section of Cuba, or the region of Cuba, I should say, where most of their tobaccos are grown. Um, this will be going out, uh, I believe, this month to retailers, obviously, outside of the United States. The Cuban cigars are still illegal in the United States. But to our international listeners and viewers... Uh, there's a new size of uh, Vagueros. So there's also going to be a new size in the Hoyo de Monterey that's going to be exclusive to duty-free shops. Uh, you can read more about those at smokingtobacco.com in our cigar industry news section. So don't forget to check that out. As well as while well, I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit on this right now and then I'll circle back to it a little bit more at the end. But uh, we are running a Drew Estate giveaway. That's right, our Drew Estate giveaway. Uh, featuring some awesome swag items. The links are posted in the comment section if you're watching with us live. If you're listening to us later, it'll be in the description. So if you're looking for that link, just head in there or just head over to smokeyntobacco.com. You'll find it in our news section. Just sc- scroll down there and you can click there and you can enter by commenting in the comment section your name and your email address and three winners will be selected. Uh, one will get an H99 ashtray, uh, an Undercrown, uh, sorry, one will get an uh, H99 ashtray, um, an underground ashtray, and a underground humidor, and that those three winners will be selected and announced on this week's Spare Notes show on Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. So don't forget to check that out. Um, if you entered, make sure you watch that show. Um, that's gonna do it for our news for the week. Let's bring on back on the show. There he yeah, is. Yeah,
0: Vagueros is a weird brand it's like a new cuban brand and honestly it didn't get really much like love by anyone but because every other cuban cigar is like so hard to find right now they just they're, they're just they're like oh down. Wow, i'm gonna just like buy this because it's here and now people are like oh yeah and like but still like pretty much anyone who grabs them tends to be like yeah put these away for four years before i smoke them because it's uh, uh out of the box they're They're not. They're not always the best.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what's interesting about Cuban, you know, and it's funny. I don't want to spend too much time on this. This is probably more of a spare notes topic, but you know the Cuban cigar topic always comes up. It it always comes up, especially when people. When I meet people and they, you know, they have cigars. One of the first things they ask me about is Cuban cigars, and every time it's like the same thing. It's like, oh, okay, it's time for that discussion. And it's like you know, it's crazy. You know, a a lot of the times it's it's here in the United States. It's because you can't get them. People think that they're extra special and in my opinion they're not in fact the stuff that's made in nicaragua and the dominican republic i think far exceeds what's coming out of cuba right now um you know and there's a lot of reasons why and like i said i'm not gonna get too deep into it but it's interesting but you know one of the things i learned about cuban cigars is for the most part you know they're all they're all pretty much the same you know and i know there's people who will disagree Um, And I have literature and and research that I've been given and I've done myself uh, that kind of proves that point. Um, And it's true. And when you really think about it, you know, it's not like in Nicaragua or the Dominican, um, they have all these different types of tobaccos and and interchanging. I mean, they all use pretty much the same tobaccos, you know, more or less. Uh, And that's not to say that it's not good tobaccos. I mean, Cuban tobacco has a taste. It's distinct. You know it. Um, but it, it's, it's very, it's all very similar to a degree. And so, you know, it's funny. I hear people say, well, I only, I, you know, the people who smoke Cubans, like, I only smoke Cohiba because, you know, it's Cohiba. it's like, well, you know, there's a lot of other Cuban brands out there. If you like Cuban cigars, that they're, they're not going to be too far off. And they're probably going to be a fraction of the price and maybe a little bit easier to get. And I try to tell people that, and nobody ever wants to hear it, but whatever. I, it's true so anyway that's my spiel that's my spiel on that um on, i don't want to waste your time with cuban cigars. Yeah, i mean the Cuban, <laughs> have a right and, and the
2: brands make people feel something that, that's what you know you have a great brand you, people smoke it and they're like this feels like a cohiba that's why you know so many consumers buy dominican cohiba you know it, it, it sounds similar so it, it, people want to have that <laughs> yeah cohiba feeling right I've, I've yeah. seen it. People walk in the humid. They're like, "I'm smoking so I'm like, "Well, oh, I don't want to get geeky about it, and nor do I want to be a dick and ruin their day, right?" So it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I know.
1: <laughs> it's true, and it's funny. You know, I had a conversation with someone who's, you know, during the during the pandemic, the, the height of the pandemic when everything was still closed. Someone who's in the know with people from Habanos had said, you know, Habanos had done some research that said that during the lockdown, when people weren't You know in lounges and stuff they actually saw a plunge in Cohiba and Trinidad sales and they saw a spike in some of their uh, more affordable cigars Um, and I said oh that's interesting and someone said to me yeah a lot of it has to do with the fact that people are not in lounges and 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 stuff like that and and the the name effects you know to a degree is less important for, for a lot of people, I think. And uh, I always found that interesting. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Cohiba was down, but like, you know, the Sancho Panza, like the original Sancho Panzas and all those other brands were, were up. And I was like, oh, that's that's interesting um but anyway
0: that's i, I always i always joke <laughs> when, like cuban smokers i'm like oh how many bands does that have oh only only one band i don't think that's going to be good you need a cuban cigar with at least three bands it's got to have a foot band it's got to have the pre-band it's got to have the regular band you know if you got a sleeve on that wow that thing's probably going to taste amazing you know it's all about the bands for cuban cigars that's all that makes it taste good because really, that's all the difference is. You know, it's all, you know, they only have so many growing regions. There's only so many different primings they can use. It's it's all the same seed, and, it's true. and that's it. It's, it's like it's true. Th- That's that's all they have.
1: Sorry to ruin it for those of you out there, but it is true. Do do yeah. research. Um, and but- hey, it tastes, <laughs> they
0: they have a very unique taste, and they do. You know, just like Nicaragua does, just like the Dominican does, just like Honduras, and yep. every single place that tobacco is grown has its own unique flavor um, so if if you like that flavor then you like that cigar and and you're always gonna get something in that wheelhouse from Cuba then that's that's the guarantee there
1: for sure for sure um, anyway let's sh- let's shift our talk back to on to at, at, at drew yes. estate we'll, we'll talk more about drew estate because I think that's that's pretty important um, you know we've talked about Liga we talked about acid you talked about deadwood which um it's true. It, it's been fun to watch that brand, you know, grow. I remember the f- I remember the first time Nicole was like, "I want to check out Deadwood." And she she smoked through. And she found like the ones she likes. I don't know which ones she likes, but there's there's some that she likes a lot more than the others. And uh, I know those are some some cigars that she really enjoys. And um, you know, and Nicole smokes everything. You know, kind of like you know like we do. And you know, she's she has a very broad palate. But yeah, there, there's some of those I know are some of her favorites. She loves those those Deadwoods, um, and it's true. I, the more shops I go into now, and I see it more and more, and it really is. It's becoming. It's becoming this amazing, this amazing brand. That's kind of. I don't want to say popped out of nowhere, but it, it seemed like it grew very quickly, um, and that's been exciting to see. Um, outside of that, we'll kind of turn our focus back to some of the other projects you guys are working on. I know Mitchell has with him, and I know he's not smoking it, but you guys. One of the other really exciting things that Jewish State has done in recent memory is you have worked on the M eighty one project. Um with you know the blackened American whiskey oh, which is also kind of a collaboration with James Hetfield of of Metallica, uh, which is exciting to see. um we've seen a lot more celebrity collaborations, so to speak in the industry as of late, not that they've not that they're new they've they've always been around, but I feel like in the last few years we've seen a slight uptick in those, but the the one that you guys did um uh, was very exciting. And that is a a project that's been really cool to see. I know, you know, I love Metallica. And so that was, you know, awesome. And I know a lot of people I talked to were like, oh, man, you see Drew Estate? They're doing that. And I was like, yeah, that's badass. And that was a Freestyle Live Cigar as well. Um, Talk to us just a little bit about how that project came to be. Um, Did you guys approach them? Did they approach you? Kind of how did that how did that start?
2: you know, we used to have a guy, Frankie Drinks, you know, and I remember he he brought up the idea because he knew some people over there and he he brought us the idea. It's like, hey, you know, this could be a really groundbreaking project for the company. And he just wanted to connect some people together. And once we got connected, you know, what we found was like, you know, James Hetfield doesn't drink. So one of his his, his hobbies is cigars. So as he got into cigars, you know, he wants to work on cigars, you know, as well. So, you know, certainly when we go through the blending process you know that's got to pass his muster and luckily he loved the corona that's his favorite size of cigar and actually if you go to any metallica concert he's now made a new ritual where before the show starts he goes out there and he lights people's cigars up and he smokes with them you know and i'm like that is so awesome and he's like a cigar smoker you know he has huge humidors and and he, he loves our cigars um, and, and, so that's how that, that started, you know, and black and American whiskey is, is our brand collaboration. That's why it's blackened M81, the M81 for Metallica's first album in 1981, you know, and black and American whiskey, I, I mean, that is a growing brand. And so it's exciting to have a partner that can bring that extra dimension. Cause if you think about flavor, you know, that cigar is, is Maduro to the core. And that's something that we learned, you know, with, with licensed brands and things like that, we want to make the cigar special. You can't just put like a a somebody's name on it and then expect that the cigar is just gonna fly to and resonate with the cigar consumer we want it to resonate to whiskey drinkers so that's why you know it's not as dialed up as an underground 10. you know it's a different blend and, and different fillers and but it but you know that was one of their concerns when we were working on the project they're like this sounds scary as a as an all maduro cigar you know because in everybody's mind maduro is like power strength and tons of nicotine but you know, one of the things that that we did with it was to make it an approachable cigar, and and one that pairs well with the blackened and you know uh, American whiskey, which you know that's eighty proof like blended whiskey. So it's not like going to be something where it's cast strength. They do have some things that are cast strength on um, uh, some of their limited edition expressions, but the cigar is going to stand up against that too. Um, it's a very complex cigar, and that Maduro, we, we, you know, it has a sweetness to it. And then we, we we put that Pennsylvania Green River one sucker, which that's a very Heavy filler, um, so it has tons of flavor to it. And obviously, when we launched the product, we put a really aggressive forecast on, on what we thought it was going to sell. And, and the, the the consumers responded, man. You know, the consumers responded, and and they've been going back to. I mean, we're still backward on stuff a year later. It's a, it's embarrassing, um, but at the same time, it, you know, it speaks to our success. And that is it is a cigar that has resonated where people, like I said, your, your company is made on core brands it's not about the first sell and, and the first time you place a product on the shelf. It's about how many times can you turn that product and and make it so that people feel like it's their cigar. And so whether you're a Metallica fan, you're a black and American whiskey fan, you're a Drew Estate fan, we made something that, that can resonate for all those different audiences. And the number, I mean, I remember when we started posting about it, you know, my friends that didn't smoke cigars, they're like, what is this? This is Metallica cigar. I was like, yeah, I mean, this is a project we made with Metallica and 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 to go with their whiskey and it, it's been a great project to work on They're super fun people to work with rob dietrich their master distiller is, is just an all-star to hang out with you know you know one of those people where he's like what a great human being and and what a great person to be around and, and that's the type of people we want to have partnerships with people that sure. are easy to work with and 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 like what we're thinking and we, we think in the same way and you know for us like i, I said we, we were all about making people excited and You know, I think people are still excited about that cigar, and and I'm proud of that. You know, that's something that we we work really hard on to make sure that our core brands are strong because it's like that's the bread and butter of your business. I mean, you can make as many limited editions as you want, but if you want to grow that limited edition, you got to make more of that or make more. And and people get fatigued. They want to see something different. But at the same time, you you, you know, like people buy boxes of cigars because they're going to smoke through their favorite cigar. And it's something that people want to go back to again and again and again. When, when we can do that and make people feel like it's their cigar then then we're winning you know we're winning that battle of everybody else trying to make their cigar everybody's favorite cigar so it's a hard thing to do um but but we've been very successful with blackened and it's been a very successful partnership and hopefully down the road we'll we'll have some new releases there at some point but you know it, it, it's going well and I, and i'm happy with it you know and i think like like i said partnership is something we take pretty seriously at drew State and we're always trying to find great partners to work with and it's a longstanding relationship um, that we have with everyone at Blackins and it's a great team to work with and, and you know they're a lot of fun too. You know, you it's funny, even their sales guys are great to, to hang out with and kick and, and back with, you know. Yeah, I remember now,
1: oh, oh, go ahead, Mitchell. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I, I had a question just about um, obviously you guys mentioned you're getting ready for the PCA and one of the things that a lot of these collabs do is they bring in a key figure with the collaboration. Um are you guys thinking of or looking or trying to possibly get James Hetfield to the trade show or even like Rob Dietrich himself from Black and Whiskey? Uh, Obviously, James is an extremely famous person and extremely busy, but like has it been toyed with or is it just something that's like this is way far out of our scope of being able to happen um, at this point?
2: Yeah, I mean, we're always trying to make excitement happen and and certainly coming back to PCA is, is a great relief to me. Because there's nothing worse than, like, you're sitting at home and watching everybody else have fun and have a great time all together, smoking till 5 in the morning or whatever the case is. I mean, you know, so when we're back, I mean, I'm ready to go back and just see everybody. You know, that, that to me is probably one of the most enriching things is just to be able to see the people that we do business with, see our media partners, see our collaboration partners, and just all be together. So James Hepfield, I mean, you know, he's a busy dude. Um, but I will say like our booth is going to be better than it's ever been. Um, and, and we're going to bring the fireworks, man. I mean, that's what we're known for. And, and we like to, to, we like to please the crowd. You know, we know we have massive expectations everywhere we go. And, and that comes with you know, that desire to, to make people feel like it, it's awesome. Right. And, and so if we can do that every day, that that's what defines our success. You know, are people excited about our cigars? Do they want to buy cigars? Cause they're having a great time. And, and can we celebrate our cigars because they're good cigars at the end of the day? Yeah. I, I want to check off all those boxes. Um, I, I, you know, And I know anywhere we go where, where there's a trade show, that it's going to be busy. It's going to be like we're under siege. But you know what? There's nothing that I'm being surrounded by your favorite people that you do business with and your favorite people just in, in general. Because you know, like I said, the premium cigar industry is just filled with so many great retailers, consumers that sneak in. And, and of course, the Scar Media, which you know, I I have been a part of Scar Media, so I know what a hard job it is to carry 40 pounds of gear, uh, walk 10 miles a day on that floor, and your feet are just killing you by day two, and you're just like, holy smokes! But guess what? You know, we'll go out to dinner and have a great time eating, and you know, it's we still we smoke till food. five in the morning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and that, that's the game, and, and
2: that's what PCA is, and and we're ready to go back there and, and make some noise, you know, and. and I remember the last PCA we were at, you know, we were giving away $10,000 master cases of Cuba, Cuba. And I remember it would be like around 420 every day. People just show up at our booth and the whole trade show was frozen. And I was like, yeah, man, people care. And they, and they want to be part of the circus. And, you know, we, we want to deliver those exciting experiences to people. It's like, why are, I remember the first show I saw, it was like, we had Chocolatito, one of the legendary boxers from Nicaragua, and I remember they were ringing a bell. And I was like, what is this, man? And I was like, what a great circus to watch. Where, you know, one year we had the pipe makers from Sugay. And they're sitting there in a booth, like, making pipes. And I was like, you know, just create the circus where people feel like I got to go back. I just got to see what the they're doing. I mean, that's just what we do, you know. And I'm like, we have huge expectations, and we're going to meet them. And we're going to exceed it because that's what, we, that's what we aim to do every time.
1: Yeah, you know, it was very exciting, you know, since we're on that topic, you know, it was exciting to hear that you guys were going to be coming back to the trade show. I think, you know, first it was, it was kind of like this domino effect, you know, and when general said, you know, they're going to come back, they're going to use what would have been the Alec Bradley booth and make it a forge booth. And then all said, Hey, we're coming back too. Um, And then you guys had your sales reps there. And some of your other staff in the Hoya de Nicaragua booth, which is normally part of Drew Estate, but they, you know, they came back just kind of on their own. But there was Drew Estate personnel there, um, so I know that that's, you know, technically not like a Drew Estate return, but you know, you guys were, some, you know, some of you guys were there, and that was really cool to see. And then, you know, we got, you know, the word like Drew Estate's coming back in 24. It was like, ah, oh, awesome. Um, and you know, at least three out of the the big four companies that that did pull out um, prior to, uh, PCA 20, well, what would have been 2020, but ended up being 21. Uh, and I'll say, you know, those first few shows, I mean, those were my first few PCAs. And so I didn't really know, I'd been to TPE, so I'd seen you guys there and I I know what the booth and stuff was like there, but still it felt, it felt smaller. And, you know, and then this past show, you know, really started to kind of get big again and and it felt, you know, the, the general vibe from a lot of the people I talked to, you know, who even people who had criticized the PCA trade show the last couple of years were like this was a good show. And so I mean with you guys being there in 24 again man that's it's it's already feeling like it's going to be a good show. It doesn't mean it will be, but it's already feeling like it's going to be a good show and it'll be really exciting to see you guys there too and um I think that your your presence was your your missing presence was felt and I think people will be excited to see you guys back in there again.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited. I, I think that one of the most enriching things is watching our salespeople hang out with our customers. You know, yeah, they're done with their order, but guess what? They're still going to hang out. They're still going to want us to, like, smoke our cigars and just engage in our circus, you know. And so we'll bring the circus. That's a promise, you know, and, and, and you'll see what we're coming up with. We're, we're working on that plan. It's not too far away. And I'm like, March is just around the corner, guys. And, it is. You know. Yeah, cigars are made and we're ready to rock. So uh, I'm, I'm like, hopefully no back orders. But you know, if we have back orders, that means we did a really good job.
1: So what you're so, so in a sense, what you're teasing is, is that you guys are going to come back with a bang.
2: Got to. I mean, that, that's <laughs> what the world expects out of us, and it's a huge responsibility, right? And it's it, it we'll we'll meet the moment. You know, that's the thing. It's like sitting there and knowing that like all eyeballs are going to be on us. And we can't come out looking like, you know, we did, we forgot what a trade show needs to look like and feel like. And we're and because we constantly think about it, it's like, well, what do we want people to think about when they leave the Drew State booth? We literally talk about that for hours on end and, and come up with what we think that experience should be. And and that's, you know, including guys like you. Hey, you guys come to our booth. What, what, what do we want you guys to see and talk about and, and feel about where we're going? You know, and, and that's a big part of what we do so you know there's a lot of thought in it it's it's teams of people constantly thinking about this trade show because we're like it's the super bowl of cigars i mean even the years we weren't there i was like it's still the super bowl of cigars you know and so i'm excited because it's like you bring out your best product and you're going to go toe-to-toe with everybody else's best product and may the best products and best cigars win you know and i think like we have a great track record of delivering excitement and success for our, our, our retail partners and also delivering great cigars for our consumers you know and i'm like that's what we want at the end of the day. It's virtue. It's excitement. It, it, it is what we're about, you know, and, and, and like I said, that experience speaks to who we are and that's what we're trying to do every single day, whether that's at the point of sale at an event, whether that's, Hey, somebody just found out digitally what Drew Estate does, whether that's random people adding me on Facebook, even though I've never even heard of them. Um, but right. everybody wants to be around us and, and it's, it's a great thing because you know what the, the magnet that Drew Estate built when I was a consumer I wanted to see everything that Drew Estate was doing too, because uh, it, it was just so interesting to me to just see like this is what people get to do for work, and I'm like, yeah, man. And now I work in this crazy thing I never even planned to do, dude. I have a master's degree in finance, you know. I'm not supposed to be working in marketing in any capacity, but here I am, and and good luck getting me out of there. You're gonna have to kick me out, dragging and screaming. But you know, it, it's 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 really rewarding to work in premium cigars. I mean, I, I can't say enough great things about this industry and how proud i am of our factory team and and everything that they their their sweat blood and tears that they put in every day man i mean we've had endless problems and that's every factory working in premium cigars and we're constantly finding a way to persevere and make the cigars happen you know that's that's the biggest thing and and the cigars are happening and that that's what i'm always proud of because you know when you when you you know i talked to willie about this uh, um you know last time we were in nicaragua you know it's like what is the difference between now and when you started making cigars for Drew Estate 10 years ago? He's like, it's the scale. Every release we have to make, we have to make sure that we have enough tobacco. The worst thing you could do is, is manufacture back orders. That means customers are waiting for product. That means like somebody convinced their consumer to go buy the cigar. And now they can't say when the cigar is coming back. And that's a problem across all of this premium cigar industry. Think about, uh, PCA people are going to launch products in, in March. But probably the vast majority of those products are going to come out in June, in November. People just shot all their bullets at the last PCA show. So now they have a new PCA show coming up right around the corner. It's tough. So, you know, that's why I'm like, I feel good that we're planning so far ahead. You know, I've got a great project manager in Nicaragua, Henry. I don't know if you guys have ever met him, but, you know, he he finishes all of the projects. So it's his job to tell me, it's like, hey, we got to order this packaging today or it's going to be late all right, then it's my turn to go, you know, shake the, the whole tree of Drew Estate and say like, we got to get this expedited. So this project happens on time so that when all that marketing energy that we make to make the noise, well, guess what? We want those consumers to be able to get those sticks right away. And so that's our new mantra, day one sales, um, you know, and, and that's something that we take very seriously and making sure that we can make that success and th- that product can turn when it comes out, you know, and that, that's how we get successful.
1: Uh, like I said before, you guys make it look easy, but I know it's not. I mean, it's uh I know it's a grind. And you guys do it well. And so uh <laughs> as a, as a lover of cigars, thank you. And uh you know, as media, it good for you guys. <laughs> you guys you guys uh you guys do a great job. Uh, as we wind down towards the end of our show, because um, we're looking at the time, we're running out of time. Um I just want to say on thank you very much for being here with us tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, i know i've already said it before but thank you uh it's it's always a pleasure to have to to talk with you and, and to as as a whole have drew estate involved with us on the show it's always a great time because we always have so many things to talk about and cover which is uh you know that's what we want um but uh i i other than that I, unless there's anything i missed i don't know if there's anything that you wanted to bring up that we might have missed tonight on the show but i think we covered a lot of the uh the big the big parts of what yeah no i just on. want to
2: thank you guys for for giving you know our company a platform where we can tell our story you know right. um, we, we want to get out there more and just let people know what we're about and you know that we're working hard every day to try to make great cigars um you know our we have a, a tenacious factory team constantly working on making the next round of cigars so when you see you know whether it's acid cuba cuba whether it's liga privada whether it's factory smokes there's people behind there doing that job every single day, day in, day out. And, you know, yeah, nobody sees the frustration. We're sitting in a room going like, what happened to that tobacco? Oh, it got used over here. We're like, what? Um, you know, that's the stuff people don't see. But what people do see, I hope people like. like. And if you've never smoked a Drew Estate cigar in your life, yo, check out some Deadwood. Check out some Cuba Cuba. Check out some Liga Bravada, some Undercrown, Herrera Esteli. I mean, it's a giant portfolio of brands that are unique. And, and, you know, we try to make a cigar for everybody. Cause we think about the consumer and the experience of smoking our cigars. And, and, and then we build the, the community of people that love our cigars. You know, if you haven't joined our Facebook group, check that one out. It's on Facebook and, and you'll find a lot of other cigar smokers. And if you're actually looking for swag and you can't find it, somebody on that group is going to have it and you, you, you might True. have to make a. <laughs> but that's the culture we made, you know, and I'm proud to be a part of that culture. Um, It's the culture that attracted me to the mothership that I work from now. Um, And it's a big responsibility for us to try to deliver for our retailers and our our end consumers every single day. You know, that's something that we care about deeply, the relationships that we forge with everybody in the cigar community. You know, you, you don't have anything if you don't have the people that care about it. And we care about our consumers and our retailers and hopefully they care about us. And that's what makes it all virtuous at the end of the day where it's like, hey, we can all share in the success of having great cigars. And, and a great environment where we can have new cigar smokers come into our stable of brands and and smoke those cigars throughout their entire smoking life cycle, you know? So it's a big deal that, that people give us, you know, they believe in us, you know, and, and that you're nothing without the people that believe in you. And so thank you for giving me a platform where we can tell our story and, and connect with our audience of people out there that want to learn more about Drew Estate.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like I said, I mean, it, love having you guys here and it's what we do you know and we we're here because we love it too and we get to share that with everyone who watches and listens with us who we also appreciate for helping us make it happen so um just a huge shout out to drew estate thank you guys um for everything you do for not only us but the industry and all of the consumers out there who know and love you all so much i did put the link to our drew estate giveaway in the comment section as i said before so don't forget to check that out uh it runs until saturday um at showtime and uh three winners will be selected for each one of those items and uh then drew estate will send them out to you um and we'll we'll coordinate that when the time comes but uh in the meantime head over there sign up for that giveaway it's an awesome giveaway you want to talk about you know i over here talking about swag and you know getting your hands on swag i mean here's an opportunity right here uh and you don't have to pay for it you get to win it for free um so uh don't 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 forget to check that out because uh there's there's some really cool stuff in there um like i said end saturday winners will be announced on spare notes at 9 p.m eastern um that's gonna be our show for this week once again thank you Juan. appreciate you being here uh to everyone listening now or later on the downloads thank you very much don't forget to like and subscribe Everywhere you can find your podcast, as well as Smoking Tobacco on all social media. And while you're at it, head over to smokingtobacco.com for more news, reviews, and other updates from the cigar industry. And with that, we'll see you Saturday night with Coop and Kevin for spare notes. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. Have a good night.
0: Thank you for spending your time with us at Smoking Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokeAndTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.